1: show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Strayway in Union Grove, and along with uh, David Hobbs Honda. I'm Steve Zotke, along with Sam Schmitz, and joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Dennis Michelson from D-Mike Media. Welcome to the show, Dennis.
2: Mr. Z-Man, it is great to be here.
1: It always, you know, it, it's basically summer. Finally, summer has arrived <laughs> uh, to the Midwest, and uh, it's a clear day, beautiful weather. And uh, racing is uh, getting into, should we say fifth gear or sixth gear? Because everybody's running this weekend.
2: Oh, it's, it's fantastic. There's no shortage of great racing going on. But, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm already upset that my schedule is not going to allow me to be at the Milwaukee Mile for the return of racing there. I know you guys have been talking all about that. And we'll be talking even more about that. But, yeah, it's. It's amazing. The, the minute uh, Mother Nature decides to actually not drown us out, of course, I'm responsible because ever since I got the rule package ready and spent all that money on the ARC tour, of course, the dry weather was getting <laughs>
1: It certainly has. It's, it, we, we, we do need to dry out. There's, there's portions of my yard I've yet to been able to uh, to mow this year because the, the water tables are so high where I live and pretty much everywhere in the Midwest.
2: Oh, it's it's ridiculous. You know, it's it, this has been a bizarre spring with all the rain. And, you know, for a while there it was cooperating because, you know, we we're at least staying dry Monday through Thursday to dry out. Of course, wiping all the racing out Friday through Sunday with rain. And, you know, Mother Nature decided to, to say, here, hold my beer and decided to give us rain seven days a week for a while there. It was <laughs> it's getting a little crazy. But, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, weather goes in cycles, and that means we should be due for about 90 days' dry weather here as we do get into the best part of the racing season. And you're right. There's so much great racing around, and here in the Midwest we're just blessed with so much great racing. And uh, just did a feature this week about the CRA Junior Late Model Series on uh, Ten to fifteen-year-olds racing in late models as a great entry path on the ladder up the late model deal. So we had a feature with Katie Hettinger out of Michigan. Her family, you know, members in the uh, the Michigan Hall of Fame, and you know, I race uh, outlaws will be, you know, racing all over the place in the 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 uh, the Hell Tour will be kicking off here in another week or so. So, yeah, we're going to have just a, a, a great, you know, bunch of, of local racing, but it's also getting very interesting for the NASCAR and the IndyCar uh, side of things as well.
1: It certainly has. Uh, speaking of which, uh, for the Firekeepers Casino 400 tomorrow at Michigan in the Cup Series, uh, Joey Logano uh, won to pull this morning with uh, Eric Amarola uh, will be starting alongside and in the second row, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and then filling out the top ten, we have uh, Clint Boyer, Paul Menard, and uh, Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, Daniel Suarez, and Ricky Stenhouse will be on the show in the second hour. So, uh, Joey Logano on the pole, our favorite driver. No, we're just
2: kidding about that. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's amazing how how Fords in, in Michigan seem to do well. Um, you know, speaking of Kyle Busch, though, that young driver development project that he had racing for him down in Texas last <laughs> night. Um, Bethley, Biff, Biff, Bethley, Greg Bethley.
1: Did you I, hear?
2: I did, did
1: you hear what some- he what what the owner Kyle Bush said this morning uh, to Jamie Little? Suppose oh, he was, uh, yeah, he,
2: he was kind of ripping his other boys a little bit.
1: Well, no, um, not that, but uh, apparently there's some question if Biffle is actually uh, uh, eligible for the $50,000 bonus.
2: Oh, God, that's funny. That is I, funny. Can you imagine well, he that? Should he should be. Why not? Right. Funny. He's been unemployed for a while. He needs the cash.
1: So uh, that that's kind of interesting. That's a story they'll be developing, uh, you know, I, I you know, I don't understand it, but yeah, that was, uh, and, and the, also the Arca Arca raced in, uh, the Arca stock cars raced at Michigan and, uh, kind of a short field. And the first, uh, probably 80% of that race was God awful. But I tell you what, we were just talking about this. Uh, uh, I was talking about this with Jeff where sometimes, you know, with, with the competition, yellows and all this stuff that NASCAR does is it sometimes it'll take strategy out. Well, what we saw in the in the ARCA race is no competition yellows, no breaks, and then we had two people, two guys, you know, basically chasing each other from totally opposite strategies with Ty Majewski, and, 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 and you know, we saw a great finish.
2: Yeah, about a half a mile or, or three quarters of a mile shy of, of uh, pulling off the, the ultimate, but... Yeah, Arca started so strong this year. I was just thrilled with all the racing we are seeing. The last couple of races have been pretty ordinary again, uh, but that's the big tracks. You know, when you put Arca on the short tracks, uh, that'll be a heck of a show, as it always is. And then, of course, they're the only series that runs all kinds of cockamamie combinations from the dirt to the short tracks to the super speedway. So it's still a great test and still fun to watch and you know, it's it's also my favorite part of art. I think over the years has been watching the look of horror on the winning driver's face as uh, Bill Venturini Sr. comes over to give him. <laughs> I skin. love
1: that, and, and for the uh, highlight, <laughs> <laughs> it was Michael Self in that, that cool-looking uh, Sinclair dinosaur car that edged out uh, Ty Majeski. Uh, who was uh, crew chief by Paul Andrews, who's uh, very popular in these parts. So uh, with his work. Uh, Previously yep. with Alan Kawicki back in the day, but yeah, the Bill Venturini, uh, big big kiss, I, I, I love that. That's hilarious. Good stuff. <laughs> love Big Bill. Yeah, it's
2: good. It's good to see uh, Big Bill still at the track too. Because a few years ago, we had a few health problems with, mm-hmm. with the big guy. So great to see. You know, I just I, that's one of my favorite things about going to Indy every year. for so the five hundred. Is seeing all these old timers and seeing how good they're still doing, and you know, it's it, there's just certain there's certain guys in racing that you know, as media you're supposed to be sort of not biased, but how can you not just love the Venturini family and all they've done in racing? So I, you know, they I've got a real soft spot, spot for. Uh, a big Bill and uh, he also saved me from getting in the middle of a fight once at Toledo, so I, I still own for that.
1: <laughs> Did he like palm your head and just pick you up and move you over to the side?
2: He actually just took a step in front and, and <laughs> acted as a very large block for me as I was as I was standing there. It was guys from Kimmel's group and guys from his group that were about to go at it and I had gone over to, to, you know, congratulate him. And then he saw the big mop scene going and he said, just look out. He took a step backwards <laughs> and, and was my shield at, at Toledo. But, uh, yeah, all just fun folks. I mean, it's just everybody with that family. They just eat, breathe, you know, sleep racing. And they're, they're just, they're really cool people too. They're just, uh, you know, they're intense. They love to win and, uh, nobody shows it better than, uh, than the old man when
1: he wins as well uh, getting back to the truck race it is interesting right on nascar.com it says uh, greg biffle rolled into a lucrative nascar gander outdoors truck series triumph with a fifty thousand dollar payday in his comeback friday in his comeback race friday night at texas motor speedway sidestep being a flurry of crashes to win the first ever triple truck challenge bonus program so I mean, right on NASCAR.com, it says yes, he won the fifty thousand dollar bonus, and now we're hearing uh, that there might be some controversy about that today for uh, Kyle Busch. They
2: should have put a they should have put, put a rookie stripe on the car and make sure he qualified.
1: Do you remember when they did that to John Andretti when he was running? I think uh, the Xfinity, the, the old Bush series, and it was so ridiculous because he had like two hundred plus Cup races and whatnot, and. And a pair of wins and whatnot, they, they did that to somebody else. And I just, it was so, it was NASCAR bureaucracy at its worst, you know? I mean, here you got a guy, I, you know, cause he hasn't raced in it, but it's a junior series. It, it just, you know, it was, it, it, you just like to just grab people by the shirt collars and just tell them, uh, you, know. And, you know, you, 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 with one of these drivers, I, I would have said, well, they, they were making jokes about it, but you know, they, they did that. Now, now there was a situation with, uh, Darlington, where if you race Darlington for the first time, didn't matter who you were, you had to take a rookie test and through scheduling and whatnot, AJ Floyd had never raced Darlington until I want to say about 1989, 1990, and he raced <laughs> Darlington and you know, he heard about the test. People were talking about the test and NASCAR said, no, 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 that's okay. You don't have to take the test. And Foyt said, no, I'll take the test. I want, you know, I will, well, I'm not special. If you guys, you know, request a test from a driver that runs here for the first time, I have no problem taking the test. He did you knowing AJ, he probably used it as a testing session himself and <laughs> extra time. Why not? But, you know, that way I can see, okay. Cause Darlington is such a tricky track and whatnot, but you know, to make a guy who raced, you know, in your series, a half dozen years, whatever that was for John Andretti, and there was others. There's been other situations where guys went from the cup level and stepped down to race full time, and they put rookie stripes on them. That's just ridiculous thinking.
2: Yeah, but it would have worked for Biffle. You know, would have made sure it got. Why well, is
1: it a 50, kind of a wink, 50, wink type 000. thing? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Should have been racing under an alias. That was money. You know,
1: that was uh, his first. Uh, First NASCAR race since uh, 2016, and it was his first uh, truck race since 2004, and his first truck win since 2001. So pretty impressive for the 49-year-old Biffle. Amazing that he can step right into uh, a, a truck and do as well as he did. But uh, for those, some of those who might not be aware, he had been doing some vintage, uh, vintage uh, Trans Am racing with the SVRA. With some events uh, last year and earlier this year, so he's been getting some uh, some uh, some wheel time behind the wheel, but uh, certainly not in the uh, truck series. And that's a very impressive win last night for uh, for Biffle.
2: Yeah, fun to see, and he also does some off road racing mm-hmm. uh, as well. So he, he does a little bit of everything. You know, he was the, he's just an old school racer. You know, that's like the last of the guys to get discovered by Benny Parsons. Uh, out at uh, at Tucson when they were doing the winter heat races uh, for ESPN back in the day, before they had any you know other stick and ball sports stuff to broadcast, and used to be heavy on racing, and that's how he got his start as far as getting a getting a way into NASCAR. Wouldn't it be still cool if you had those sorts of ways to sort of earn a ride in NASCAR nowadays? Now it,
1: imagine you know, that, huh? How
2: big, how <laughs> big of a check can you bring? How many sponsors can you bring? I mean, we're already hearing rumors about Clint Boyer. He's having a fabulous season, and yet the rumors of silly season are already upon him. You know, are you going to be in the ride next year? You know, this it's never a question of talent anymore in NASCAR. It's a matter of money.
1: Certainly is. Uh, it's an interesting stat this morning on, on the coverage about Kevin Harvick. Uh, last year after 14 races, he had five wins and had led nine hundred and nine laps in 2018. So far this year, after 14 races, he has zero wins and has led uh, 282 laps so far this year. Uh, is the race tomorrow in Michigan a race he can win?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Any time he straps into the car, he can win. And the interesting thing is, going into a couple of weeks ago, before he had this that little bobble, and yeah, you know, he had that race won last week without that penalty um but going into there even though his lap sled and his wins were way down his average finish was actually real close and he was about seven points higher in the standings as far as last year to this year so he's very very consistent just not finding a way to win and again it's pit road penalties trouble on pit road these little weird things that you know, again, he's running out of uh, toes. They're shooting themselves in the foot. And this one last week was just ridiculous. They do a two tire stop and they don't take the tire back. Like that cost him the difference between first place because he came out with a, with a sizable lead and finishing where he finished in the, in the mid 20s or whatever. So, you know, again, he had the, the car to beat and beat himself.
1: Talking with Dennis uh, Michelson and the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from DMAG Media. And kind of coming up in the second half of the hour, we'll be talking with Bob Sargent of Track Enterprises, along with Mike Lashmet of uh, Vintage Indie Registry, talking about the Father's Day extravaganza at the Milwaukee Mile coming up next. And Dennis, uh, Kyle Bush. interesting. Uh, you know, he, he's had top tens. I think he's got like four top tens in a row uh, at Michigan, but... It's not one of his best tracks. Uh, there's a stat here I thought that was interesting. Um, he's got the, the, the uh, let's see here, four top ten finishes in the last uh, four Michigan races, including the fourth and a third place. Uh, but he's had some issues in the past where he's had a, a pair of DNFs in 2015. He blew an engine in 2016. He's only led laps in four of the last 14 Michigan races. Uh, wow. Yeah, he's not, you know, we, we, we've seen drivers who have excelled in the past, like Bill Elliott, who pretty much, you know, this was a cornerstone of his uh, racing career at Michigan, and also lately his sunk. Uh, Chase Elliott's done so well here. Uh, Kyle, what, what can we expect from Kyle Busch this weekend?
2: I think Kyle's going to be strong because here's the big difference, and you look at those stats, you see the discrepancy, and then you look at more recent data, and you see he's doing better. Since they started restricting these engines the last couple of years, now Michigan has gone from being a flat-out high horsepower, how quick can you get back on the gas type of track and how deep can you drive it in, to how quick can you get around the corners. And that's his specialty. That's why he's the killer in the truck series and in the Xfinity series, and nobody can beat him because he's really good at getting the most out of the momentum of the car through the corners. And now with these restricted engines and a high downforce package that they have with that huge spoiler, it's going to be even more important with how you manage the middle of the corners. So I like his chances, but this week I like Chase Elliott. I know he didn't qualify as good, but he'll race up to the front.
1: Yeah, it's interesting with uh, with some of the packages, qualifying packages and whatnot. There's a you know there's definitely uh, a, some strategies involved with qualifying today where. You know, I, I don't care where I qualify. I'm just going to put the the stable, the best race package and qualify and where, where I made today. And uh, I think Chase Elliott was definitely one of those guys. Who are, who are a couple other cars you think that we should take a look at uh, tomorrow?
2: Well, Martin Truex Jr.'s had a weird record where he's had a horrible finish and then a great finish. So he's due for another great finish. And kind of one of my long shots this year is a kid that did very well last week out of Pocono, and years ago I did a study of showing how similar the the race package needs are for Pocono and Michigan. And Eric Jones had a real strong run. Uh, I would expect a pretty good run out of him tomorrow as well. But you're right. Guys were trying a little bit different things. You know, track position is such a big deal, and clean air is such a big deal nowadays with this package that some of the teams probably tweaked their setup a little bit to try to get a little better qualifying run, you know, because they wanted that track position. But other guys set up more for the long run cars that, you know, during the day tomorrow, and it's not going to be incredibly hot. So I think we're going to see some pretty good races tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and Kyle Larson has certainly been uh, frustrated this year with, with his ride in the uh-huh. 42 car, and we it really manifested itself uh, last week in Pocono where, you know he was running well, and he's he, we're at the end of the race. He's doing everything he can, and he really smacked the wall at a turn two. He's probably you know just basically giving it it all, making his last run there. And, and it's just it's got to be so frustrating for the a driver as talented as him, and, and and the frustration is starting to bubble up, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and here's the thing with guys like that is they come from the mentality of you know I don't really care about finishing fifth you know, they want to win every race. And sometimes that gets you in trouble in today's NASCAR format. Um, but he's going to be, you know, another guy that, you know, typically at Michigan, somebody figures out the high line at Michigan. And with this lower horsepower package, getting through the corners being such key, that high side, the Harry Gant line might come into play. And if it does, you know who's gonna be up there because that's where he lives, is up against the uh the fictitious cushion, as uh I like to say. You know, he's a, a dirt track racer, is always looking for the cushion. He ain't gonna find it at a Nascar track, uh he's gonna find the Walpers. But uh he always seems to be the first guy to migrate up high and see if he can get it done.
1: Well and it, it it's paid off in the past, uh you know, is his win in twenty seventeen and that second race was probably his most dominating performance. Uh, I think he won the pole position, led almost half the race, and then, you know, he won again the following spring. He's second in the points. And now at this point, you're wondering, you know, what has happened. And, yeah, is he, you know, it could be a situation where he's almost trying too hard, is he?
2: Yeah, well, the format sort of says, hey, you win, and you're in the chase or the playoffs or whatever the heck we're calling it. Are we calling it the playoffs again this year? I I keep forgetting to get the memo from NASCAR. Just as soon as I got used to calling it the chase because they said that you shouldn't call it the playoffs, they started calling it the playoffs. But I digress. Um, But the the format says, hey, you win, you're in. And guys like, you know, guys like him, and, you know, it's weird. You know, Larson, Bush, Kyle Busch, they just want to win, and they're not going to settle for just running fifth they're going to try everything that they can and if that means that they brush the wall and they finish 25th instead of fifth um so what they gave it that shot to win and i love that you know my my favorite thing back in the day was like i used to say that they should have a 50 point penalty for anybody who says i was point racing today
0: <laughs> and i just
2: want guys to win or nothing and that's why, you know, it's it's hard not to root for Kyle Larson with that kind of attitude.
1: Well, who's your pick this week in uh, Michigan?
2: I'm going to take Chase Elliott. He's been ultra, okay. ultra consistent here. He gets the most out of these uh, momentum tracks. And it's kind of a weird stat that I keep with my little fantasy racing uh, points total. He's got an eight-point spread in my ratings this week, and that is, like, almost never happened. So... I like Chase Elliott's chances. Wasn't happy with where he qualified, but I think he'll race to the front.
1: I like that pick. I'm going to go with Brad Koslowski. So uh, look for Brad Koslowski to get a cup win in his uh, home state of Michigan. So uh, we'll see how that develops tomorrow at Michigan for the Fire's Keepers Casino 400, Michigan International Speedway. Dennis, it's always a pleasure chatting with you.
2: Thanks, Mr. Z. It was great running into you down at Indy as well. Always nice to see you out at the track and uh, hanging with all the important people out there. You know, it was fun. yeah. Anyway.
1: It was a lot of fun and when you know, I was kind of it was it was sad watching security escort you out, so but Well, well you
2: know, <laughs> they 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 will only put up with Riffraff for a while there, those yellow
1: shirts. <laughs> all right, Dennis. Looking forward to the next time and uh, we will chat again, my friend.
2: Thank you, sir. Just want a reminder to everybody up there in Wisconsin, head over to Madison, Wisconsin, Bree Stevens Field in downtown Madison, the big AUDL Frisbee football all-star game. You want to be there. Nobody puts on a party like Madison. You'll have a beer garden to enjoy as well as a great game.
1: All right, excellent. Thank you, Dennis Michelson and the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show, we'll be talking with Bob Sargent from Track Enterprises as we, as we talk about the Father's Day Extravaganza coming up next week at the Milwaukee Mile. You wanted racing to return to the Milwaukee Mile, it is returning. We better see you in the stands. Bob is going to talk about it. Looking forward to it. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and David Hobbs